Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we bring to you the Word of God. Talk about it. Allow it to have an effect upon our lives. Come to you today from a friend's house up in Chicago where I'm here for a leadership institute and I'll be speaking later today. And um, But I want to talk about an interesting question. Excuse me as I'm adjusting my sound here. I want to talk to you about an interesting question and that is the question of walls. Are walls a good thing or a bad thing? As Christians, we like to tear down the walls. We want to be united with one another. And I want to think particularly of walls that are for protection, though. Several years ago, my wife and I, we were, I had, or I, I had an opportunity to see a castle. You ever seen a castle? We were in Italy, and I was impressed with a real castle and how huge the walls were. It was built up on top of a hill, and these big stones, I mean huge stones, I had no idea how they even moved them without modern uh, uh, mechanical equipment, and they went so high. And I thought to myself, how much human effort, how much manpower, how much of their resources must have been used to build those walls? And I commented about that to my wife, that they were building those walls instead of building crops or having other things that could improve their standard of living or their life. And she said, well, it wasn't really an option. If they didn't have those walls, enemies were going to come and kill them. The walls were necessary. And I began to look at walls differently there. Walls are meant to protect us. Walls are meant to bring division and separation where there should not be unity, where there should not be a oneness. Now, as I think about our enemies... And I've thought about, you know, those from ancient times when, you know, the bad guys would come up and they'd break in and they'd kill you and steal your stuff and rape your women and all this type of stuff. What, what walls do we need in our day? Well, we live in the information age. And perhaps the most important walls that we're fighting are, are wrong information. We live in a time where some people think any information is good and whatever you hear is fine. doesn't matter. Just listen to everything and anything. I don't think so. The Bible says we're to be innocent in what is in what is evil, and that there's to be, and as we consider the strategies of the evil one, the strategies of our enemy are to lie to us, to lie to us. Now, there used to be a time when we were protected, when there were walls or barriers put up that could protect us from false information. As I look today, as I look, I go on the internet, you go on the internet, there's all kinds of stuff there that's dangerous. We know about the obvious stuff like child predators lurk on the internet. We know about the pornography that's on the internet that is dangerous, that has destroyed many a life. But how about the information on the internet? There's information that it's, it struck me when I go out on campus, I got to know how to answer just about everything because there's so much false information about the Bible, about God, about Christianity, about history, redefining words, revising history all kinds of things, and there is no longer a filter. There's no longer uh, to filter out what's true and what's not. Anyone can put anything up on the internet nowadays, and unfortunately, people find it. Well, I want to talk about a section in Scripture today where we see the importance of a wall, and this is found in Jeremiah chapter 39. And this was when uh, uh, Jerusalem was being surrounded. We'll pick it up and I'll read it. No verse on screen today. I'm just going to read. Now, when Jerusalem was captured in the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, 
In the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. What happens when they lay siege? Well, what that means is they surround it. And when surrounded, nothing gets in, nothing gets out. No food gets in, no commerce gets in, nothing gets out. In time, the people starve to death. They can't survive. They've got to have uh, access to the outside world unless they're completely contained. And, of course, they're not because their food and their crops or so forth are outside the city. In the 11th year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the city wall was breached. The wall was breached. The wall, what's that mean? It means they, they, they've been trying to break through for months and they finally broke down the wall. Now, when the wall is broken down, the battle's over. If your enemy is stronger than you, if your enemy is more powerful than you, the, the battle's over when the wall is broken down. And that's what happened here. When the officials uh, of the king of Babylon came and sat, it, it, then the, the, the officials of the king of Babylon, they came and they sat down right in the town square. They were laying, they, they said, it's northern laid siege. Now we're right here in the middle. We've got this place. It belongs to us. We've won. The wall's been breached. The wall's been breached. Just like in those castles, the wall, there was a hole in the wall now. And the enemy could flood in. And, and when the wall was down, the people of the city were defenseless. It was gone. There's no more opportunity. The safe, there's no longer safe. And so we read in verse four, when Zedekiah, the king of Judah, and all the men of the war, and all the men of war saw them, these were the king and the men of war. And when they saw the wall was breached and the enemy had, was flooding in, what did they do? Verse four, they fled and left the city at night by way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls. And he went out to Arabah. He fled. Well, you would too. It was over. They had no hope now. The, the enemy was stronger and they were in big, big trouble. So they fled. Verse five, but the army, but were these good guys? Look what happens. Were they content just to have the city now? Were the, were the Babylonians, or here we call them now the Chaldeans, were they content to just conquer the city? No, 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 no. Verse 5, And the enemy of the Chaldeans pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And they, brought to, and they took him and brought him to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, in Riblin, the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. What are they going to do to him? This is, the, this is the evil one. This is the king of Babylon. This is Nebuchadnezzar. By the way, Nebuchadnezzar would be symbolic here. We, I think of him just as like the devil, our spiritual enemy. This was the enemy of Israel. And when they had they conquered and they were in, what did they do? Read this, verse 6. This is pretty gross, pretty terrible. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before, the eye, before his eyes. How would you just stop and think about that? Here you are, you've been captured, and they bring before you all your sons. And then it says, and all the nobles, all your counselors, all the people you trusted in, your offspring, your children, your family, and your counselors, your cabinet, shall we say. And they slaughtered him right before his eyes. That's what he saw. They killed him right in front of him. They had to witness this. It's one thing to kill him. It's another thing to do it right where, you, where the king's got to see it and observe it and hear their cries and see their torture and see their death. But that's not it. Verse 7, then he blinded Zedekiah's eyes. So that was the last thing he ever saw. After he saw his own children and his nobles slaughtered, then they blinded and they 
poked out his eyes so that he'd never, ever see anything again. That would be the last thing he'd ever, ever think of. That'd be the last picture he ever had in his mind. And they bound him in shackles of bronze to bring him to Babylon. Then the Chaldeans also burned the king's palace and the houses of the people with fire. And they tore down the walls of Jerusalem. What do I want to say? This was brutal. This was evil. These Babylonians, they were evil people and they meant evil. And when the wall was broken down, this was the inevitable result. They were slaughtered. It was ugly. And by the way, let me tell you, our spiritual enemy is not any nicer. He's not any better. Don't think that uh, Nebuchadnezzar was more cruel than, than your spiritual enemy, the one that's after you. So what do we see here? What am I saying? The importance of a wall. Now, as Christians, let's face it, we're always trying to break down the wall. We're always trying to reach out. In this information age, we're wanting to spread the information of God. We're wanting to evangelize. We're wanting to tell the truth. But, and, and that's where we want, we want to go outside the wall. But we better realize there's an enemy lurking who wants to invade our lives. And if we don't have appropriate walls established, our lives will be defiled, polluted, defeated. It's important that you get the truth of God in your life. It's important that what you watch, what else you allow to get into your life. Indeed, because of this very medium we're on right now, the internet today. There's so much access to false information, deceitful information. I have seen so many people, we're, we're talking here about ev evolution this week and next week. So many people, because of this information, they've lost their faith. So many people, because of pornography, they've lost their faith. So many people, because of things they've seen or heard about the Bible. A while back, there was the Da Vinci Code, which, which many people got so confused and lost their confidence in the Bible. What am I saying today? Brothers and sisters, the walls are down. There no longer is a wall. There used to be some sifting and vetting of information. It's no longer there. You've got to do this on your own for yourself, for your family, for your children, your grandchildren. You've got to build some protective walls. And you better realize as long as they have one of these, as long as they have a phone, a computer, internet access, the wall is broken down. You must be more vigilant more careful to guard, to protect, to watch what they're learning, to watch what you're learning. Because we're in the information age. Information comes to us, our enemy, what's his battle? What's his weapon? False information. If you're not careful, you or people you love might be a casualty. Pastors, you better guard. You better guard. You must be more diligent than ever, pastors what your people are hearing and learning. Don't assume that all the information they're getting about God is what they're getting on Sunday morning in your, in your sermon. You better believe they're getting a lot more and you better guard, you better protect, you better be vigilant. Shepherds, the wolves are marching. The wolves are out there. Shepherds, we best be careful. Father in heaven, we pray to you today and we come to you and sometimes we feel defenseless for our own families, our lives, our churches, people we love, Lord, there's, there's just this constant, we can't, it's like the walls are down. We can't guard it all the time. We can't police it all the time. We don't know what people are even learning or seeing or hearing. And sometimes, Lord, we're just shocked that someone we think is doing fine, and then they, they're just shipwrecked. And we find that all along they were being exposed to false information that, that defiled them and destroyed their faith, and we didn't even realize it was happening. Father, we come to you. We feel that as these walls are broken down, the walls of protection 
against the spiritual, uh, our spiritual enemy and his flaming darts and his misinformation. We cry out to you, Lord. You are our rock. You are our fortress. We ask for your help. And we pray that we would do our part. Lord, help us in our own lives to build protective walls of what we will see, what we will watch, what we will listen to, what we will allow into our mind and into our heart. And Lord, to realize that uh, if we're not doing that in our own lives, help us to realize that these same darts are getting through to our loved ones. Help us to start by protecting our own thoughts, our own minds, and then our families, our churches, people we love. We pray for this. We come to you today, Lord. We feel there's a, 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 this medium here that we're on right now has so much potential for good and so much potential for evil. And we pray for this. We pray, Father, that good might overcome. We pray for good, good truth and to be broadcast far and wide and to be filling the hearts and minds of, of the people and that you protect us from the evil that seems to run so rampantly. We pray this for ourselves today, Lord. There's only so much we can do. So we come to you again and we say, Lord, help me to have the serenity to accept the things I can't change. I can't change what other people are putting out there. But the courage to change what I can in my own life, with my own children, my own family, my grandchildren, my loved ones, my church, and the wisdom to know what I can change and what I can't. We bless you today. We love you. We give you this day. Help us, Lord, in the spiritual battle in which we are engaged, to be engaged, but to be engaged joyfully, victoriously. Help us, Lord, not to get down and discouraged. Help us today, Lord, to believe that, that we won't be overcome by evil, but that we will overcome evil with good. We give you this day to walk with you and to love you and to love others in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, thanks for being with me today. We're here every day. I hope you can join us. If you're new today, welcome. We're so glad you're here. I hope you subscribe to the channel. Hit the notify button. Leave a comment below so I know who you are. I always like to know who's here. I always like to know who, if I know who's here, I know how to address my message. So I like to know that. And tell your friends. Encourage them. We need to get in the Word of God. This is, this channel, what we're doing right here, this is a good way to use the internet. This is information that's good information going out. Now, believe it or not, in the last couple of days, I've started getting warnings from YouTube. That's right. Warnings from YouTube that I'm saying stuff they don't like. And they'll tell me to keep an eye on things or they might shut me down. If I'm not here for a week, it's because of YouTube's fault. It's not because of me. Because I'm here every day, 8.30 a.m. live, Eastern Time. You can watch later in the day or listen to this podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. I'll be here every day. If someday I'm not, you know, it's not my fault. You know, someone didn't like what I said and they shut me down. And so we're not going to allow that to happen. Or we're going to do our best to communicate while we can. While we got the light, we'll walk in the light. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his grace, his joy, his victory. Remember, you got something the world didn't give. Don't let the world take it away. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you guys. Bye-bye.